Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney with a couple of friends here. We have Mr. Will. Hello. Somebody say my name. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Cole. I can't top that hello, so just hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the beta. We've been, uh, or I've been playing it. Uh, I don't know about the other two dudes, but... Um, we're also going to talk about the Untitled Goose game, which came out on Friday, and uh, we also went to this uh, VR place called Sandbox VR yesterday, and we've been there before, we've chatted about it before, but we'll chat about our experience, and it's going to be great. Right, Cole? Oh, it's going to be so great. I'm excited. You excited? <laughs> I'm pretty excited. What about you, Will? I'm excited. All right. Okay, here we go. Right now. Yeah. Again. I did it again. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, so, let's chat about our VR experience. Let's change the song because I'm, I'm this song's really annoying. It's upbeat. It's bumping. This song's called Night Shift. So, let's, since we're all tired, since we all just got up. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, let's just do this Night Shift song. All right, so. Uh, all right, so this VR place, uh, basically, you go in, you sign a waiver, and then they talk to you like you've never done it before. Even though you're like, I've done this before. You're like, okay, and they just go through all the motions again. I thought that was kind of annoying, but whatever. Um, yeah, so they strap on these uh, wristbands and ankle bands that have motion tracking things on them. Uh, put you in a room and then put all the gear on you. So you got like a chest rig that, uh, and a backpack that like uh, simulates you getting hit. Uh, so I've seen ads on Facebook for those things. I'm sure you what do you mean, seen ads like to go to them, or seen ads for like buying one of your own, buying one of your own backpack things? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never seen that. Well, all I do is talk about video games, and so my phone is always <laughs> beside me. So, uh, you know, marketing, phone listening to you. Google's um, just like this guy needs some backpacks for VR right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, they st- strap that on. They put the headset on and the the headphones with the microphone. And, uh, yeah, then you, they turn it on, and it's like, oh, I, I won't do the 
feedback thing again. But um, <laughs> yeah, they turn it on, and then you're in this white room, and you can see your guys' avatars, which is literally just like Slenderman, like, you know, type avatars. But um, then you choose what kind of. Uh, uh, what you're going to be, like if you're going to be a defender or an assault person, which is the particular game that we played. It was uh, Amber Sky 2088. So yeah. What happened next, Mr. Cole? Um, we picked your avatar and you get to have your gun. There's uh, like uh, Rodney was saying, you get a machine gun or you get a pistol and then uh, Will and I were playing as defenders, so we got shields. You could throw the shields, which is pretty crazy. I, the whole time you were explaining how to do this i was like just saying it is one thing we had a friend of ours who was he was there for the first time we were trying to explain it to him but you can't really understand it until you actually go and do it for the first time it's so it's so surreal how like good the 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 3d looks or the the vr looks and uh yeah they they get to pick your Pick your avatar. They drop in, do a little practice shooting. They like put up some targets to make sure that you're all you're all working and up and running. And then you get to fly into a game and and do some do some cool stuff. Which one? Uh, what was our what game do we do? Will? What do you mean? Uh, I thought Rodney just said Amber Sky twenty eighty eight. Yeah, but what is that entitled? What what were we doing? What was the what was the story? Give us give us light in our eyes. <laughs> Well, from what I could tell from the story, uh, the planet, I, I think that was Earth, because uh, it said New Hong Kong New Hong and Kong, New yeah. Tokyo and stuff like that. Yeah. Basically, uh, the world's been taken over by a, an alien uh, invaders, and uh, the human... Uh, I don't know, I, I didn't even see one human other than the one guy that was talking to us. Yeah, we were all robots. Yeah, androids. Basically, uh, sacrificial lambs. Yeah. <laughs> just send the the ai uh, to the slaughter if they if they survive great if they die oh we'll do it again <laughs> yeah we'll build them again and then we'll project ourselves and and give them orders in astro projection form versus actually just going there <laughs> i thought for sure that our the guy giving us instructions was going to be evil we had to like save this package and deliver this package to a spaceship and i thought the second we got that that pack to the spaceship he was going to be like i'm actually evil i'm working with the aliens yeah um, so, so the game, uh, you're in, you're in a very s small room, I guess. It's like 15 feet by like 25 feet, and so the the six of you, or it was the five of us, are stuck in there. And it tells you, it gives you very clear boundaries in the game on where the edge of the the, the of the playing area is. Like it gives you a little bit of a buffer, so if you run over the red line, you don't just smack into the wall, um, which it would be actually. I'd still hilarious. pay to see someone. Yeah. Smack into that wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we're in this little room. We're getting attacked by aliens. Um, and, yeah, we're sh shooting our way up. And, oh, yeah, so if we held our trigger down on our gun, it was a flamethrower. <laughs> oh, that's how that worked. Yeah, I did. The assault rifle had a flamethrower on it, and you could switch between the two. And I was wondering how you switched between the two, because I never had a... Uh, you had a little pistol. Machine like, gun. Yeah. No, we just had the little pistol on our shield. But the every time... was great, though. I always uh, noticed my guy was on fire, so I don't know who behind me had was uh, rocking the flamethrower. No, they had friendly fire damage. They had a stat in there for friendly fire. Oh, I could tell because I was like, all of a sudden I see flames, and then my bot, I, like my screen's going red, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm shocked we only died twice. Like we took us, we took so much damage. Yeah, there was, but it was those lasers. Like when the characters who had the shields 
could deflect like big projectiles. They would shoot like big blobby projectiles at you. And then there was this red laser beam and we could not block the laser beam, which just like wiped our team <laughs> twice. Well, the fir yeah. first time we tried to with the shields, the second time we didn't even see the laser coming. <laughs> which is kind of duck under it. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of shocking that we didn't see it the second time because it's just this giant fucking thing going on. Like, this big thing is about to shoot a laser beam, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was relatively shorter than the pirate one we played before. Um, did we talk about the pirate one we played uh, we, before? We did a little bit, but not, not, didn't go too into depth, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, oh, there's so we were in a tower, and this elevator starts to go up, and Christ, we all felt it. Like we like oh, we're, yeah. we're in a room that's not <laughs> yeah. moving, but like holy yeah, I thought I was gonna get motion we, sick. The campaign, yeah, you like you start an elevator. To, you have to get up to the top floor to get to your ship to deliver this package. And when the elevator went up, you actually felt like you were going up in an elevator. We're just standing in a green room, and then a few times the elevator would fail and it would fall down. That I think was the going, uh, freaky with the fans going and everything. My body felt like we were literally free falling. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the going up felt a lot better than the falling down like when we started to fall like i didn't feel the rush of your stomach going up to your throat you know it was just kind of like <laughs> it felt like you were falling very slowly well the elevator was partially working i guess yeah until we got swarmed by aliens yeah it, I mean, what were they they were like like cockroaches almost like these big um like praying mantis type things yeah like yeah. they were very bug um inspired um, there is a theory that there is a in insectoid type alien race, um, based off of the government lying to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there's Area 51. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, we, got to, we should talk about Area 51. Was was it yesterday or was it? I think it was yesterday. It was Friday. I thought it was Friday. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Anyways, I I saw there's an interview they're doing. Some guy was like reporting to the newsroom. And then some guy named Ruto run in the background. I fucking died laughing. Oh, oh yeah, I saw so Naruto run. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a hero. That guy's a national hero. He needs a medal. I can't believe they're actually doing it though. But hey, <laughs> apparently only a couple hundred people showed up anyway. So I mean, it, they weren't even close to finding out anything. Yeah, it basically just became a fan event of like-minded of in individuals that believed in like Area Fifty One conspiracies, all just hanging out together. Oh yeah. Okay, so no one's getting shot. That's good. No, if it actually turned out the way like all 500,000 people showed up, then the, it would have gone into a slaughter. Five, I thought there was like 2 million people who said they were going. Uh, well, yeah, but only yeah, but only 5,000 people would actually take a time out of their day to go do this. Ah, that's still enough though to like overrun the uh, the army if they're not uh, willing to open fire like use lethal arms yeah well hey they're gonna take them and down they'll, they'll let them go into area 51 and then they'll become test subjects <laughs> <laughs> i never thought about that just like open the doors let them in and then you never see them again yeah yeah <laughs> turn them into aliens grow their heads and their arms and turn their skins gray yeah and then release them into the vr game um yeah <laughs> to, to have us shoot them that's a black mirror meta right there yeah <laughs> um yeah but the aliens they were people yeah, but they were. Uh, that was a lot of fun. That sandbox VR game. Uh, yeah, I would good. definitely go. Again. I like the the pirate one a bit more because yeah. it had the puzzles and stuff. It, it kind of got you a little more engaged. Where this yeah. one was just a full shoot 'em up. 
and yeah. even the shooting it up didn't i feel like the the pirate shoot em ups lasted longer like we were fighting like waves of skeleton where this we would just like kill a few bugs yep. and yeah. then move on i felt like we were doing much more combat and more puzzles in the we were on the, the elevator for most of the fucking game yeah, yeah. half of it was just like oh up, no down, the elevator's up, going down. up and it's falling yeah you know what would be yeah. super fucking awesome is if they got a warehouse like a super big warehouse and then did that gate like that sort of setup where you're yeah that would be cool i mean you feel very claustrophobic like there was five of us and we felt cramped and there could have been six yeah but so, uh yeah, yeah for... having a huge space would be super cool i don't yeah, know i was always worried about like running into someone or smacking them in the face with my shield yeah we had to like defend will and i were the shield bearers <laughs> and then uh rodney and uh uh adam and his girlfriend uh cheryl they were the gunners and we had to defend against these these fireballs, but we couldn't get past everybody to get to the fireballs. We kept in. I just tried to keep the shield above my head. <laughs> yeah, every every shield bear for themselves. The assault. Okay. Well, and then everybody's talking over each other like we do on this podcast. Um, but you know, like I'd be like, "Oh, there's a here comes a fireball, heads up!" And then no one would hear me because we're all we're all talking about shields and guns and flamethrowers and shit and then and then i'm just literally watching like it was literally <laughs> seen out of a movie i'm watching this flame ball like approach us and i'm like all right well we're dead <laughs> that's then, the funny thing because when we got taken out by the laser the second time it started on my side so i was the first one dead and i said laser and i was like okay i guess i'm the only one that's gonna die and everyone's gonna have to revive me next thing i just see everyone drop i'm like i said fucking laser yeah. come on guys oh yeah after that fireball hit cole goes whoa what was that i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so i want to do the zombie one and we'll see if we can get the footage with uh with it so we can make a youtube yeah they were very protective of their of their yeah. footage i want to try uh, they got a star trek one coming out that one looked kind of story oriented a yeah. bit more and uh the pvp one the ultimate the fight, fighting league yeah i want to do that pvp one yeah it's gonna be good uh all right uh let's move on here so let's talk about the untitled goose game by house house and uh so it's a comedy stealth game uh <laughs> Comedy being because you're a goddamn goose, and goose are awful, and uh, yeah, so it, it's a puzzle game that you walk around and, and uh, it'll give you a, a list of a to-do list essentially, and you have to try to get all these things to happen. So you got to figure out how to make that work within the world. Um, so you uh, you start off. It was the same area that we played in the uh, at PAX a few years ago, Will. But oh, okay, uh, yeah, that yeah. was a fun game. That was uh, just last year. It was a lot, yeah, and yeah. So you start in that same area that was in the in the beta or whatever, or not the beta, the mm -hmm. demo, and yeah. So you walk around and on your to do list. It's like have a picnic, and so it's uh, it says bring these things to the blanket, to the picnic blanket, and then it'll give you a bunch. And there's a bunch of them are inside this garden where there's a uh, gardener there, and uh, so yeah, you got to trick him. So as soon as you pick up something, they if they're nearby, they'll notice that you've picked it up, and then they'll that item's icon will appear above their head so you know that that's what they're looking for and then they'll chase you uh, and then as soon as they get their thing back they'll put it back to where you got it from so uh to get a multiple amount of items it takes a little bit of creativity to uh lure them away so that you can get your item and bring it back to the picnic blanket so yeah it was uh so yeah that was one area but there was a bunch of areas but holy crap the second area will and cole it was just so frustrating it was a little sh it was a little shop it had like toys uh a little 
dry stock shelf had umbrellas and sunglasses and, and then some fruit and vegetables and stuff and toilet paper. And uh, this lady was so rude. Like, how dare she not let me take what I freaking want? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like walking around and she she's like, oh, it's the goose and grabs a broomstick and starts like shooting me away. Like, but um, you're actually talking in it or is there like, no, is there, it like a no, I'm Charlie the, Brown? It's uh, kind of like it's no, there's no talking in it. I the, the only thing that makes noise is me when I when I have my honk button going. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> so this lady, I, I actually grabbed her broom and broke it. Cause she's like shooting me. I'm like, "Fuck you and your broom, lady!" And I like grabbed it and we fought, and then I broke the broom. So, That's cool. Yeah. You said you wish the game was a little bit longer. Yeah, it was really short. It was. Uh, I beat it. I my stream cut out. So sorry if you guys are watching, but um, yeah, I played for three and a, three and a bit hours, and I beat it. Mm. But there's some post game. Like I I was getting kind of bored. Even streaming it, I'm like, I'm you know I'm gonna keep playing just because I'm streaming it. But uh, I, I was getting kind of bored playing it it was it was mm. a very slow paced game for sure um, so it's not one you want to sit down and beat all in three hours you can actually take your time and yeah where did you do all the side stuff as well uh i did i did most of the side stuff there's a couple things i couldn't figure out how to do like uh or, or yeah because there was one thing that's in that second area that i was just talking about it said make someone buy back their own stuff so i took the <laughs> i took the kids the, there's a kid in the same area that had um glasses and the whitest fucking pasty legs I've ever seen in my life and um yeah he was playing with this little toy plane so I made him drop the toy plane and then I scared him into the phone booth and he locked himself in the phone booth and uh and then I took his toy and I put it beside the toy area on the in the market and then the old shop mm. lady thought that it was hers so she put it back on the shelf but he wouldn't go and buy it he wouldn't go buy it back so I'm he like, was still locked in the phone booth well he let himself out but yeah, can he, you customize your goose, or is there only one? No, I think it's, it's just only the one goose. But uh, later on in the game, you can get a ribbon put on your goose. Oh, yeah, it's good. Well, th it, that was kind of dumb though, because this lady has a has a a fake goose with a ribbon on it in her garden. So you take the ribbon off, and then you drag this fake goose into the bushes, so you can't find it. And then you literally sit there and pretend to be the fake goose. And she's like, "Oh, hey, the ribbon's off," and she puts the ribbon on you. Oh. That's fun. I mean, it looks really crap. I've been looking at some some videos and some pictures. Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. very creative. I love the graphic style, like the way it looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't it, even know what to It doesn't have any dialogue or anything, so it's a, it's a it's very nice how they made it all into its own self-sufficient thing without having without relying on dialogue. How Did much you is get the to game? scare? What's that uh will? When you put the, she put the ribbon on, did you scare? No, I stayed. Um, I st I stayed still. So, but uh, uh, Cole, you're gonna say something too. I was gonna say, yeah. How much was the game? If I uh, wanted to buy this, um, it be? right now it's it's uh, fourteen ninety nine American. So I think it's twenty twenty or eighteen or nineteen Canadian. And you played it on the Switch. Yeah, I played it on the Switch. Mm. So, um, in this in the second area too, yeah, this kid with the glasses. One of the to dos was make the kid put on the wrong glasses. So you you grabbed <laughs> you stole some glasses from the shop and then you put them down and then you untied his shoelaces and tripped him and then his glasses <laughs> fell off and then you go and you get his glasses and then run away with them and then he puts on the wrong glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Let's go. Those are some funny puzzles. Yeah, and then the funniest. Well, the most frustrating thing about the second area, which is funny now that I'm not playing the game, but I like I hated the shopkeeper lady. Like I wanted to like trip her and untie her shoelaces, but um, anyways, so in this area it says go shopping, so it gave me a shopping list and I had to get all these items. 
and uh, there was a basket nearby, so I had to uh, put everything in the basket. But obviously, if this lady sees the things in the basket, she's just going to start taking them all back to the shop. So I had to hide the basket, and I had to hide her broom. I was about done with that fucking thing. Um, so I <laughs> hid those two items, and I got basically everything, but the only thing left was a toothbrush. And it's like, you know, I'm like all over the shop, and all over the map, and I can't find this freaking toothbrush. It was like 30 minutes of me looking for this toothbrush. And, um... Uh, there was a garbage can near my basket, and I tipped that over, and some apple, eaten apple cores came out. But what I didn't know was the toothbrush fell out, and it was underneath the lid of the garbage can, so I couldn't see oh. it. Oh, was it like a mistake, or were you supposed to notice that and lift the lid? Uh, no, I think I think it's just how it landed, like because the lid fell off, and then these things fell out of the garbage can. I think it was just how it landed. Um, but yeah, anyways, I drug this this um, garbage can over to the market because I was trying to get on the counter. And then this woman like sees the garbage can, shoes me away, and then puts the garbage can back where I found it, and then finds my fucking basket full of shit. I'm like, good god, lady, fuck off. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's the hardest area is the pub area for sure because there's this angrily angry burly man that just chases you around everywhere, and it's really hard to to shake him. And then mm. up in the actual pub areas is like old lady that or this you know a, a pub wench I guess. Um, is it a British game? I think it is a British game because it said Lou Paper, like oh. in the market. So I think, yeah, I think it's a British game. Yeah, we don't have very many big burly British blokes at our pubs. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we don't have town wench, uh, the the bar wench here. So <laughs> missing out. Yeah, we got uh, hipster, um, lumber sexual types at the bars, pouring our drinks. Very Canadian, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I'm actually curious to know if our American listeners know what a lumpersexual is. Oh. Well, we gotta show them. Post a picture of your lumpersexual self on, uh, online there, Roddy. <laughs> Me? Fuck, I don't know anything that's plaid. <laughs> and, and I can't so, grow, uh, I can't grow oh, a beard to save my life. Actually, you know what? I'll ask Boris to put on a, bla a plaid shirt, Will, and, uh... Th that'll work, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Basically, they're, 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 they look like a lumberjack, like they're dressed like a lumberjack, they got the plaid fucking shirt and the overalls and all that, and then, but they're, they're very manicured, and that was the wrong word, they're very manscaped, like they have, manscaped. they have the beard, but the beard's like nicely trimmed, and they got, usually got like a, um, like a top, not a top knot, maybe sometimes even a top knot, yeah. They're not the rugged kind of out in the woods cutting down trees they're more of like on the fashion show on the runway <laughs> pretty much yeah uh, so uh Rodney if we wanted to watch you play this where do you where do you stream I don't I realize I don't even know oh, what your, dude, your stream is I haven't streamed in like a long time but I streamed it to YouTube and Twitch yesterday because Mixer's being dumb oh hey that's right you, you'd always stream to YouTube I forgot about that yep uh if it's on if it's on I'm just gonna open YouTube right now if it's on there I'll just make it live so you guys can see me playing it and see me talk like freaking Gilbert Godfrey because that would be the perfect voice for the goose. I can't even do a Gilbert Godfrey impression. I mean, my, even, mine's pretty to... bad. I mean, it's probably better than yours, but... Um, <laughs> the man of many voices. Yeah. So my stream was only an hour and 40, 52 minutes. It's, it is online, so... Uh, I'm just going to make sure that's muted. Oh, goose Game Untitled Goose Game is here. Untitled Goose Game is here. Rodney is an ass. Okay, That's go true. go to go to twenty minutes flat, and you'll see me chasing the little kid around with the, the kid with the glasses. <laughs> but, 
But uh, anyways, okay, let's uh, move on here uh, to Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So, Will, you haven't played... Uh, you haven't played... No, uh, I haven't had time. I'm just working on one game at a time right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, well, I know Cole hasn't played. He's been playing Borderlands or whatever, so... Yeah, Borderlands 3, baby. Baby! Uh, cool. So, yeah, Borderlands... Or not Borderlands, sorry. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, it does go back to the roots. I've been playing... It's just a multiplayer beta available right now. They haven't really chatted about the campaign um, story yet, which I'm quite interested in. But... Uh, Oh, sorry, I have the Goose stream playing, and I, literally at 20, or sorry, just before 20 minutes, uh, I am getting him to put on the wrong glasses. <laughs> 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 Alright, so, uh, anyways, uh, so here's how I feel about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm, I'm a little mixed, as, I'm, as I generally am, because it's the same old, uh, you know, song and dance as, as, as usual, but uh, the... Oh my god, I fucking tripped him so hard. Um, but uh, the maps aren't that impressive to me. Like, there's no... Like Adam was saying yesterday to us, Will, like, there's no... Des like, there's no geography design. Like, it's all just a bunch of fucking boxes. Yeah, um, it's just yeah. boxes, and you go running around in a square, and that's it. Yeah, and then as soon as you spawn, you can either go left, right, or center. And it's like, that's literally every... <laughs> every map. It's just, you know... Like, think of iconic maps from, like, Halo, like, Sword Base. Like, Sword Base is, like, a fucking amazing uh, map. And, uh, but, like, what makes that good is uh, it has multiple levels, right? Um, there's there's only, you know, it's... I don't even know what made Sword Base good. It just was a great freaking map. Um, do you Sword Base was the one with the, the two base on each side and the big valley in between? Yeah. Yeah. And they had the lift room that everyone went to. That was like the main, like basically the main objective unofficially was, <laughs> was everyone just go to the lift room and then just kill each other. <laughs> We're meeting in the lift room at three o'clock after school. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so that Call of Duty, all the maps are kind of really meh. So I think they, their level designer needs to kind of step it up, in my opinion. I I like how they call it Modern Warfare because there's already Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I'm I yeah. I wonder if they're just gonna do the exact same campaign. That'd be kind of shitty. Is is it like the multiplayer? Was it pretty much the same as the original, or did, is it anything new? Do they add new maps? Do they, they add new... yeah. They're new maps. Um, there's one map that reminded me of another map from Modern Warfare two or three. But um, anyways, the multiplayer did add. Like the customization for your guns is actually a little uh, is is new and nice. Um, you know, it's not just like skins and and cosmetic stuff. Like it actually affects you know how everything um, works in the game. So like for example, but you have to level up your weapon, right? So it starts at level zero, and you have to get a bunch of kills with it to level up. Uh, and then you get uh, uh, so say it's like level two, then you can put a muzzle on the gun, and then it'll increase. Uh, or it'll reduce the flash rate, but it'll um, decrease mobility or something like that. It'll tell you the pros and cons for each yeah. little attachment. So that, that was kind of cool. I like that. Um, you can choose your operative skin. What else do they have on there? God damn this la this shop lady, dude. Are you watching this, this stream, Cole? <laughs> I, I was. I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm on Call of Duty now. So it's funny if you're still... Uh... 
Well, I'm just still it, watching it. I'm just this freaking lady's chasing me with the fucking broom, and I just want to trip her so bad. Anyways, uh, okay, I'll, I'll close that so I can focus on. Modern I'm <laughs> back in 20 minutes here now. I'm watching you. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so the game felt pretty good. Um, you know, they've updated the visuals. They said it's they say it's the best visual experience in Call of Duty history. Well, I fucking hope so. The worst visual experience in Call of Duty history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a couple things that I didn't like about the game, but it's it, you know it's the same as every Call of Duty. Like I hate kill streaks. I hate that you're rewarding the people who are dominating the fucking map with even more ways to dominate the map. So that's frustrating. I think um, I would always feel the pressure every time I was on a kill streak, and I would I would always mess it up you know I'd be like oh okay, I'm on a kill streak can't mess it up and then I would, that's when I would get killed so yeah but I'm, I'm probably just one of the few who wouldn't continue to dominate after being on a kill streak yeah uh, I think the um, the game the matchmaking was I'm not gonna say it was broken but it was definitely fluctuating like I think it was trying to find the people that I was I was the best not the best with but like I, my group that I fit in in with my skill level and stuff like that because the first couple games I got rocked, but I, I still got, you know, six, seven, eight kills, which is pretty good for me <laughs> on Call of Duty. Um, and then later on, I played a game and I absolutely dominated. I got 25 kills and I was just on a fucking roll. And then, yeah, so it was... You were loving the kill streaks then. Well, but I didn't have anything worth my time. Because um, I was so low level, right? So I only got my... I had, You get a personal um, UAV now. And then the team UAV, and then I had a strike missile. That was my kill streaks. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, you, the, the, there's a whole bunch of kill streaks that you can unlock them higher you level up. But it looks like I'm, I'm watching some gameplay here. There's a lot of vehicles too, which is it just guys. There's like tanks and ATVs and helicopters and stuff. That's a different mode. I was I'm just talking about the standard multiplayer mode. So I was going to get into that. So let's, actually, before we get into that, that's called Ground War. Uh, actually, let's just talk about it now. So. Ground, ground War was the one with the vehicles? Yeah, Ground War was the one with the vehicles, and it's a massive... It's a 32 versus 32 player... Um, basically, capture the flag. Or capture... You know, whatever the... Yeah, capture the flag. Capture the objective? Capture the objective, yeah. And uh, it was a massive map. It was huge. But... Uh, so there was five different objectives to capture... And so obviously, as soon as the game started, your team started on the complete opposite ends of the map. So you you each captured the two objectives closest to you, and then the third one would just turn into a fucking turf war. And like it's on a bridge, and the only way to get to the bridge is from the third level of the buildings on either side. So it was just a huge firefight for this bridge, and you'd stick your head out for about a millisecond and get fucking shot. So it was rough. Um but you didn't have to go the, through the bridge. You could go down to the first floor, cross over to the other building, and then go up the third floor, and then and then wreak havoc from there. So it was it, that was really cool. That that singular objective, because it gave you a lot of different options on how to basically capture the objective and take over the other team. Mm. So that was cool. They need to do more of that sort of level design. Not just yeah. A, that's cool. I mean, sometimes you don't want to play thirty-two versus thirty-two. You want to go back to old school. But uh, yeah, that's kind of a cool, uh, a cool um, game mode. Yeah, this map felt like it was from Battlefield. Like it was this. This map is actually really well designed. There wasn't. There's a huge, huge perimeter on the outside. That's a road. So like, if you wanted to move your tank to the other side of the field, you could. Um, some people just stay up there and camp snipe. But uh, there's so much buildings and and. 
cover on the actual battlefield that it, it kind of has no real value. Right? Mm. Like, you might see, like, two people pop out for, like, four seconds. And then if you're not ready, you're, you, you lost your opportunity. So... Um, yeah, so they have a huge road on the outside of the map. They got lots of different buildings. Um, the flags are like semi-covered, so you always got to basically build a little deployable. You can't cover. just carpet bomb the the flag with your missile drop or anything. Yeah, I mean you you some of them you can, but uh, yeah, there's a couple that you definitely can't. Like you definitely the the turf war one that I was just talking about. You definitely can't carpet bomb that one because it's all covered. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they love their uh, they love their industry levels you know like everything is like a warehouse or a facility you know i wonder yeah. how they're gonna diversify where you play in yeah exactly um so yeah ground war was super cool um but i'm not about the big team stuff um it's just too there's just too much going on uh that's how i feel but yeah and that's like battlefield call of duty i feel is very like specialized you know it's all about special squads and and yeah. uh highly trained teams you know so oh, yeah. the, the smaller games are just as important as the big ones well if you're wanting to get a military simulator here you go that's pretty much it <laughs> Call of Duty VR v yeah. running around on a treadmill in your VR like going land with the fans going going back to the warehouse thing we were talking about earlier like if that was a Call of Duty game was like you go there and you put your shit on and it's just this big warehouse and you're playing as like a Call of Duty dude that'd be super fucking cool yeah, that'd be fun if you're not, not running into anybody. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could just go play paintball too, I guess. Yeah. How's the toxicity? Uh, I didn't hear a lot of people talking, honestly. Um, so the Kids weren't on. It was too late. They were all in bed. <clears throat> well, they can't afford the beta, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was okay. Uh you know, I got I got pissed off just just from just a couple things. But actually, you know what? That was the one thing that I noticed about this game is is sometimes most of the time when I play Call of Duty, I get pissed off just from the amount of fucking bullshit that happens. Um, but I didn't really encounter a whole lot on this game. Mm. Um, yeah, like they always do. Like, uh, uh, what's the what is it? Priority for um, hosts. Yeah, like you guys start shooting at the same time. Hosts get priority and. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool, I died. And then you'd see the kill cam, and you're like, all right, cool, you just got a quick, you know, he got a little bit of a head start on me. Like, because I'm usually running, so it takes me a second for me to get my gun back up. So, yeah, th that was, uh, that kind of surprised me, to be honest, that I, I didn't get as mad as I usually do when I play Call of Duty. <laughs> mm. Did the game feel complete? Was there anything like were you clipping through walls or was there any like bugs where you're flying around or no. did everything seem like it was quite grounded? No, dude, it was pretty polished. I mean, the game comes out in a month, so um, there's a lot of games that come out and you're like, this should not have come out yet. Yeah, but no, it felt pretty polished. But I mean, at this point, they've been using the same engine for like a bajillion years and it's the yeah, same, they've same got fucking game. Packed. Yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, I had a good time playing it. So if you, uh, if you guys want to play it with me, let me know and I'll jump on. Mm -hmm. Cool. So it'd be it'd be nice to try it out with a couple friends, actually. Yeah, I feel like the, the harder thing for me is like I'm I'm trying to make the videos and stuff, but I feel like they're just not as interesting if you're playing a game like this and you're not playing with people. Like I, I did some footage of playing Borderlands Three by myself, and I just was watching it. I didn't really find it that engaging or that interesting. But the second I kind of played with somebody, it was more 
engaging. So it's like, yeah, definitely playing with people nowadays is much better than on your own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This, this game, if I'm playing by myself, will hold me over for at least a couple of hours. Um, but mm. yeah, it's way better if you play with other people. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I could play video games on my own. Like, I could just sit in a room and play anything for hours and hours. And it's a little bit different now. Now I gotta... It's I, I like playing with, with friends and people more now. Well, everything's designed around the online component now. Like, they have, you know, they have a whole team that works just on the online stuff. Whereas before, it was everything was focused on on optimizing the experience for the one person yeah which is it's all it's all money based you know it's like i feel like you should still kind of concentrate on on the single person but yeah multiplayer is where the money is well so, have you got uh, call have you noticed that borderlands 3 is an always online game uh you know but you were saying that yesterday yeah it's like i feel they're just throwing it at you now like I still prefer sometimes, especially in a story-oriented game, that I don't have to rely on being online. Like, what happens if your internet's shitty or something like that? Yeah. But you still want to play the been... game? Yeah. And then sometimes you can't play the game, you know, if your internet sucks, then you gotta... You can't yeah. play it. So I get, like, Borderlands 3 is a, a cooperative game, but you can play it solo, so it shouldn't be an always-online game. Yeah, and you were saying you you the experiments experience was different when you, you turned it offline, or you were gaining more experience when you were on your own. Yeah, hmm. like the game they the game is a lot harder than uh, the previous uh, previous titles. I find playing on my own like I beat it last night, and uh, now that I've gotten like better guns and stuff like that, even the boss fights are a little easier. But if I was like to jump back in, create a brand new character or something like that, I'd still kind of want someone to help me out a bit as it's kind of challenging and well, frustrating, would, of, like dying over and over again on a boss. I was just going to say, Will, like I, I am thinking about buying Borderlands 3, so maybe I should buy it and download it and then we should play. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys are playing on Xbox? Yeah. Got to get that cross-compatibility going. Actually, speaking, supposed to. speaking of cross-compatibility, um, Call of Duty has the cross-play beta right now right, as well. So you're, you, it tells, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, it tells People you who... People are a little pissed about it, though, as it's uh, they're going the same way Fortnite did it with, like, you have to add their uh, Activision tag. Well, do you want fucking cross-play or do you not want cross-play? Like, what the fuck? Make a fucking decision already. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I think... Like it should be a no-brainer. Like crossplay should just be a thing. Like if you know, like look at you and Mark. Like you guys are always playing on PlayStation, and I don't fucking have a PlayStation. So well, that's the whole thing is they want you to buy a PlayStation. They don't want to do cross compatibility because then you know you can have uh, nine people buy an Xbox or nine people have buy a, a PlayStation, and then only one person buy the other one because you know you don't have to go out and get the game. It's all about money, man. It's all about money yeah, and the war. Yeah, but if they don't keep the consumer base happy. We're gonna walk, but that's that's the problem. I, that's the problem. It's the same with movies, man. It's that they don't like the Star Wars movies are unacceptably bad. Like it's just it is not okay how bad those movies are. But millions and millions of people are just gonna go see it because it's Star Wars. You know, it's like that's why we had six Transformers movies because people just went to go see them. You know, that's mm -hmm. why they keep making Fast and Furious movies. I mean, I think. It's it's never going to stop. You're going to say if you don't keep the consumer base happy, people are still going to buy video games. You know, unless we, there's never going to be an an ET moment. You know, on the on the uh, 
I can't remember what platform E.T. was on when it, like, crashed the video game market. Wasn't that Atari? Yeah, Atari, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen again. We got too many uh, too many people out there who are going to who are going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um it's pretty it's becoming pretty uh, industrialized the video game industry and it's I think we're losing the like uh, the same thing with the movie industry. Like we work in film, we fucking see it all the time, you know? Like it's different working on somebody's passion project versus working on a fucking you know, multi-million dollar million fucking dollar. TV show. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes they do a really good job on the multi-million dollar TV shows. It's like the middle range one. It's like the, uh, it's like the two to five million. You know, when you, when you're pumping out a ton of money, usually it's a little bit better. When you've got no money, a lot of times it's passion. But right in the middle, where most of the most of the TV is, you know, it's everybody's making those those uh, daytime TV shows. That's the one where it really fails in quality. Yeah, and yeah, the more money they get, they just seem to throw more equipment that is somewhat unnecessary like big big oh, yeah. features like i remember planet of the apes it's like do you really need that many fucking lifts like and i like i love the planet of the apes the war for the planet of the apes i worked on rise um oh, okay yeah i worked on rise back when it was shot out here and it was it was actually super fun it was nice to see this is now turning into a movie podcast but it was nice to see <laughs> how they uh how they did it so they had um so Andy Serkis was there, the guy who plays Gollum, and and he basically owns a mo- he owns mocap, basically. So he the, he's he's kind of like the world uh, leader in in motion. Well, I mean, capture. yeah, he played like King Kong in the in the Peter Jackson King Kong movies and stuff. Like he's the he's the mocap guy. Yeah, he's the he's the face of it. He plays Snoke in yeah. Star Wars, or he played Snoke. Yeah. Um, but the re- before I get into what I'm going to say, the really shitty thing is that they don't classify motion capture as a- like acting. So he, so Andy Serkis like can't win a f- a award for his his work as. But it's like when you- yeah, but if you do that, then I mean like Andy Serkis is different, right? Because he's actually like a really good actor, and they get these good actors, right? So like they they base the the mocap off of their their facial movements but i mean even if you're terrible at it they can pretty much make your face look however they want even though andy circus is killing it and doing a great job somebody might come and do a terrible job and then all the the credit goes to the mocap guys it's not the case with andy circus but it could be the case with you know nine out of ten actors so i think it yeah. is necessary that they couldn't win an award um anyways back That's to my, my back to my story so so we're on set with uh rise of planet of the apes and um, Andy Circus and his group of crony monkeys are um, wearing all these these gray suits, and they got motion tracking stuff on them, and they all have these half crutches. So like they're they're like running around on these half crutches, and <laughs> it was actually really funny to watch. But uh, I remember watching that scene, which took like three fucking days to shoot. It was super annoying. Um, it was literally like two eighths of a page. And <laughs> that took three days. And it took three days to shoot. Well, one day it was too it was raining too hard for the mocap suits to work, so they just wrapped. Um, and then the second day, uh, it was too dark in the woods to shoot, so we didn't mm. get first shot until like seven hours after crew call. It was oh, silly. Crap. Yeah, it was silly. And then the second day, all I remember was uh, it rained so goddamn hard, and then we all worked a eighteen and a half hour day. And at the end of the day, we're picking up like the muddiest of muddy plywood. And then all the production assistants win uh, $5 Friday, which is a little gambling game. So there's like 25 PAs, and the pot was like 800 bucks. So we're like, yay, we got 40 bucks each. 40 <laughs> bucks each. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so if you 
if you're listening and you're curious about more stories in the video in the video game industry in the movie industry uh let us know on facebook maybe we'll do a little oh special God, we've got yeah we've got so many stories we got we got stories for days and uh, we'll do it for our patreons um so there's a couple things we can't tell you on the air because we'll get mm-hmm. blacklisted but uh we'll tell you on our patreon page it'll be great so uh yeah check our patreon page out uh get free access to or early access to podcasts you can check out our live streams and uh yeah you can hear about the movie industry it's gonna be good Speaking so of Andy Circus, though, like, and uh, the Academy Awards for him to win something, a lot of people now have been also saying, like, stunts should be added to awards. Aren't they? I all, agree with that. that yeah. Like, I, I do as well, because it's a, it's a dangerous industry, and it's basically a lot of the movies rely on stunts. Like, you're not going to see uh, an action movie without that stunt actor. Yeah, in the movie uh, Dragged Across Concrete with uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> There is a part when he's like, there's a little bit of a shootout at the end and he gets shot and he falls off this car. And uh, it was a great movie. But then I, I was working on set and I, his stunt double was there and was telling me all about how he had to go do like he was getting the one falling off the car and, and doing all these things and how exhausted he was the whole day. So, yeah, it's not even uh, it wasn't even Mel Gibson. I mean, Mel Gibson's getting old. But yeah, he this guy was doing all the heavy lifting. Where's his award? Yeah. So for Andy Serkis. He's also a really good uh, voice actor. As you know, yeah. he's done video games as well. He was in Heavenly Sword. He did Risen. He did Enslaved Odyssey to the West. He was in the uh, the Lego Lord of the Rings and Hobbit games. Uh, he did, I uh, uh, can't remember, a game in, uh, a couple years ago. And then he's also in uh, doing Squadron 42, which is... Um, a spin-off of the Star Citizen franchise that's, that's cool. still coming out. Yeah, but like Squadron 42 here, let me bring this up here. It's a story-based single-player campaign set in the Star Citizen fictional universe. It's considered by the developers as a spiritual successor to Wing Commander. The cast for Squadron 42 include Gary Oldman, Mark Hamill, Gillian Anderson, Mark uh, Mark Strong, Liam Cunningham, Andy Serkis and amongst others like that Jeepers. is a star-studded uh, cast for a video game no shit it is I mean uh, Gary Oldman does like he's done a lot of Call of Duty voices and then I mean and there's Mark Hamill who does every voice acting in every video game <laughs> um, yeah I saw a really funny thing about Gary Oldman it's like um could you imagine walking around doing your everyday life and then someone yells cut that's what being Gary Oldman's like <laughs> <laughs> Just living life. Yeah, yeah he's well, good. Well, he's so no. He, they're saying he's so fucking good at becoming whatever character he is that it's like it's it's a seamless transition. Yeah, in uh, he played the Russian in um, in World War Two in Call of Duty World War Two. Yeah, the um, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he was just he's so good. Yeah, he's great. And um, Travis Willingham, who also does funim- um, voiceovers for Funimation, he does a lot of video game stuff too. Him and Laura, Laura Bailey, I think as well, uh, who's his wife. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, he played. He did motion capture stuff actually for Battlefield Hardline. He was one of the guys there. And the whole time, I was like, that guy looks like Travis Willingham. And then, it, and then the credits came, and it's like Travis Willingham. I was like, fuck. All right. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, Laura Bailey's been around for uh, years. She's uh, really well known in the video game industry, especially uh, for Cole here. Yeah, he, uh, she also plays Kate Diaz. Yep. 
sorry, I was I was in another world. Laura Bailey, um, who Rodney brought up, is also the voice actor for Kate Diaz for Gears Four and Five. Oh yeah, uh, she's in she, she's in that game that you were talking about the uh, the one with the Andy Circus. No, she uh, Rodney just mentioned like talking about like voice acting and like movies and games, right? Like she's a huge into games. Mm. I feel it's kind of a little off of the movies, but the Academy Awards, maybe they're not going to do, you know, um, mocap stuff, but maybe they should do an award for, like, everything. <laughs> I don't even know if... Mm, I mean, I guess the, the Academy Awards is the most the most watched, but I think they're... I think there's other awards, too, that they can, they can do. It. And they're already trying to, to weasel down on things. You know how they're trying to get rid of the award for best cinematography yeah freaking out i don't know if they want to make it any any longer you almost have to have another prestigious uh award ceremony that includes these things you want to hear something interesting about the academy awards the yes the the whole reason they made the academy awards was to stop actors from unionizing yeah and they failed obviously because the actors are all in the in (laughs) In the the union so but yeah, that was the main reason for to give them rewards or awards and and uh, just to make them feel like they're super fucking great. And you guys are so special. Yeah, so special. Anyways, yeah. I do believe though uh, in the Academy Awards, just like for or video games awards, which is coming up in December, uh, the Game Awards 2019. There should be a category though for excellence in like voice acting. Like some of these, like Excellent animation, voice acting, man. You could pitch that, Will. <laughs> I'm just saying, like even some of like the Disney Pixar stuff. People, it's not just like the animators that make the movie. The voice has to match. Yeah, they. I know they. Uh, they have the best uh, animated features, animated shorts, but definitely, yeah, there needs to be a little bit of a bit of love for everybody else too. Like some people really go all in with their voices for uh, the shows. Like I'm, I, the, he doesn't really go all in. It's his normal voice. But can you guys picture anyone else in the the role of Woody? Oh, that's funny that I was thinking about that. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's that's weird that I was also thinking about Tom Hanks <laughs> the entire time you were talking about that. <laughs> it's just I can't picture uh, Woody as any other voice than Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's funny how you think, you know, you, you kind of think it would be easy. Have you guys ever done, like, voice acting or voiceover stuff? Yep. Yeah, it's like, I mean, heck, even even doing the podcast when you're making videos, like, the second the camera's rolling and you gotta you gotta do your speech, you know, it's or read off the, read off your little script that you read, it's it's tough. It's tough to keep well, it oh, interesting. And- well, I did, I did actual voiceover work and training and stuff, so the, uh, Prelay is what it's called when you do the voices before the animation. It's for the westernized. Well, yeah. no, that's uh, that's dub. That's dubbing. Um, but yeah, prelay is for like western, like so. Any show that that is made and developed in, in this um, in the West, they will animate to the voices. Versus, um, like if anything like anime comes over from Japan, then you're gonna dub over it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing they do a lot with the video games as well. Yeah, they they probably do all the capturing and they stuff. They pre-record a lot of the vo- uh, the voice overwork and do all the motion cap and then just animate over it. Yeah, but anyways, what I was gonna say for more for Cole is so you'll go through each scene, 
right? You'll you'll run, and each line is numbered, so they'll be like, okay, we're gonna run, you know, one through thirty or something. So that'll be a scene. So whoever's in those scenes will stand up, uh, and the the other cast will sit down in the uh, in the. Uh, the recording the booth, room it's yeah. a huge well it's a huge recording room and there's like mm. 10 10 microphones set up so yeah you'll stand up and then yeah you got to basically um you you can do one or two takes on it if you want like you know you'll do something and if you you don't like it as the actor you can do it again mm-hmm. quickly and yeah the engineer will fix it <laughs> poor engineer because i know i know i know his pain because i'm fucking doing that shit right now so um yeah right yeah but uh yeah, so the the director, whoever will be in with the engineer, and he'll come over on the on the on the talkback mic and say like, "Oh, do this, do it again, try this," and then you do that. Try, yeah. So it's uh, it yeah, it's it's weird trying to keep that voice down, and then you just have your bottle of water on like like in your hand, just ready to fucking power back <laughs> <laughs> some water because yeah, voice. You don't want to be that dry throat guy. Yeah, there's some like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty mediocre in terms of voice work, but um. There were some people that I was working with, like incredible voice actors. Like there was, um, there was one guy. He did this like old lady voice, and it was so good. It was so freaking hilarious. Like I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it so I can show you guys later. But yeah, it's it's so good. Um, so you gotta do, man. You just gotta practice your voices. Driving your car to work every morning, just practice your voices. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're looking to get into voice work. Um, it's a pretty competitive market out there. Uh, try to go for commercials, cut radio commercials, because they pay the best. But um, uh, yeah, just for practice, what I used to do is I turn the radio on, and then the radio ads would come up, and I would literally say what they were saying and exactly how they were saying it on the radio. Like so, they'd be like, "Coming so up totally now. unengaged and disconnected from an actual human audience." Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> I like, hate radio yeah. ads. I think they're so like. Just, I don't know, not funny and not they're like, su- I don't want to buy anything. They're super that's scripted and super fucking, yeah, I know what There's you mean. some old man like, I'm going to sell this hammer by Sims, you know, like I just, I find them just the worst. I skip, skip that. But that is actually a really good way to practice. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie, I'd catch oh, you off. All- I had to get my hate for radio commercials out there. No, I know what you mean. It's like the CEO of the hammer company. Like, if you come buy a hammer, then I'll give you 20% off. It's like super shitty. And then hey, there's... you're smart. Yeah. You want to build something nice, don't you? I am smart. I do want to build something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is super over the top. Like, well, vacation time. Yeah. Yeah. I love vacation time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's really fun. I like doing voice work still. Um... But uh, it's pretty dry right now. They always just use the same like twelve people. Yeah. On the on the it's ads, the, so the Hollywood effects. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, another especially. Yeah. yeah, especially in video games, they just recycle the voice actor over and over. Yeah, when you got Nolan North doing a hundred voices, you just voice every character in the game. Actually, sorry. Go, game every character. Yeah. Going back to what Will said earlier about uh, n- not imagining anybody else playing Woody. Like, what about Mario? Like, I mean, a lot of you people can impersonate Charles Martin, but like when he goes, Wait, Mario's fictional. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. When when Charles Martin goes, like, we're just gonna get this half-hashed fucking Mario impersonator. That's gonna be super shitty. Not just Mario, Mario, Luigi, Wario, Luigi. The entire Mario universe at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. They probably have so much uh, recorded uh, 
Woohoo! That we're gonna we're gonna be using. Uh, It'll just be recycled over and over again. Well, yeah, he but only they... had to voice. He's only ever voiced the original game, and then they just used that <laughs> that footage for all the other Mario games. Well, they in... Mario says about four things every game. I know, but if you think about like each game has its own, um, what's the word? The uh, specialty like voiceover, like Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Odyssey has like a, sp a specialty voiceover. So like. Um, just th I'm just thinking about that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess yeah, fair, yeah, no, fair I'm enough. Just cracking jokes. I think that um, that the voice actor for Mario is is I mean, I like crucial. Have you ever heard the story about how he got the the role as Mario? Yeah, the the great big story has a little like three minute documentary on that. What is he? Uh, he wanted to go in something different, not just being like a regular plumber, but well, he you tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So um, I can't remember what he was doing, like what he was working on. Um, at that point, but yeah, he went into this audition and um, he was the last guy to come in. And they're like, he's like, hey, I'm here for the audition. And they're like, just packing up their shit. And they're like, uh, all right, sure, yeah, like we'll, you know, we'll put everything back on and we'll we'll get you in there to do an audition. And so he's in there prepping and he's like, you know, what kind of voice am I going to give this guy? He's an Italian plumber. Um, so he's thinking like, oh, butt crack, fucking this voice, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he got on the booth, and then he ba the basically the voice of Mario came out, and they're like, "That was fucking awesome, Perfect. dude." Yeah, that was that's it, and they're like, "He's like, oh, okay, so yeah, and that now." And it was all Japanese executive, right? So yeah. he, they like didn't even get a call or anything to know if he got the the job. They were just like, "Come in and, and do some more," and then that turned out actually being the whole recording of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're. What do you think his royalties are like? Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, you want to hear like something? The nicest dude in the world too. He probably doesn't care about. It. He doesn't do it for the money. He does it for the. Yeah, for sure. That makes him feel good. I heard something super shitty um, yesterday when I was talking to the directors in the van. Um, so the Lion King. So obviously the new Lion King. Um, you would think that if they're reusing stuff from the from the old Lion King, that the old Lion King people would get residuals from it. But whoever whoever wrote the original Lion King in 1994 was not a part of the Writers Guild of America, so they don't have they they're not entitled to any royalties. So the new one, they basically rewrote the script pretty much word for fucking word, and the they, old they, guys they... are getting fuck all. They're getting nothing. It's the same thing with Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it's not fucking fair. That's that's bullshit. Change two. A lot words. of them were trying to sue Disney over it, but uh, yeah, they're not even getting royalties. And one guy was like, "Okay, well, if you're not going to pay me now that you're remaking the Lion King, how about giving my family some free passes to Disneyland?" They wouldn't even do that. Oh, Disney's a bunch of fucking criminals. I hate them. Mickey Mouse, man. Mickey Kay. Mouse is gonna he's gonna rule the world one day unless Kay. Star Wars Land bankrupts them. Okay, this is gonna get me blacklisted, but I'm gonna fucking tell this story before we sign off. So. Uh, I worked on an ABC show, which is basically Disney. Um, you don't have to see the name of the show, and you'll probably be safe. Yeah, okay, that's probably it. Yeah, anyway, so I worked on the show. It was for ABC, and um, we... So I work in locations, and we sometimes, instead of people taking our money, they'll say, can you just donate to, like, Children's Hospital or something? Like, you know, I don't care that you're here, but, like, I want some money to go for the Children's Hospital. Which is like totally cool. So yeah, we will we'll draft up an uh, agreement and then we'll send it to them, um, and they'll say we're not doing, we're not taking any money, but uh, we want you to send money to Children's Hospital, whatever. Anyway, so um, 
we went to get this agreement drafted up and the Disney legal slash um, risk management said that Disney doesn't donate. Disney, Disney does, doesn't donate? Disney does not support donations. That's what they said. It's like, dude, fuck you yeah. and the fucking mouse you wrote in on. What? I'm pretty sure Disney is just a bunch of corporate uh, scumbags. Well, that's all it is. You know, like, I mean, I don't know what Walt Disney himself was like. Like maybe he was apparently a, he was the worst guy alive. He like he hated all these like ethnic groups and stuff. Like he was yeah. he died. That's what the Bill Burr special said is Walt Disney died at the right time to continue being a hero. If he kept living, he would have been a uh, guy. You know what I mean? He would have been this old guy getting in trouble for being super racist and super like sexist and you know like he's he was terrible. Interesting. And now it's just a CEO run company. Yeah. Or uh, not CEO, but a board. Yeah, it's just and like, all they care about is money. Yeah, they're, they're and the thing is they have more than anybody else on the planet, and they just care about getting more. It's insane. Yeah, they're what's wrong with the country for sure. Well, one of yeah. the things for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for a lot for listening. Let us know your <laughs> Ended thoughts. On a happy note. Yeah, uh, let us know what uh, you guys think of the show on our Facebook page. We've been uh, gaining some traction on that, so that's good. Uh, same with our, on our website, videogamesnow.ca. And like I said earlier, check out our Patreon, and uh, we will potentially release some more goody-goody movie behind the scenesness for you. So, uh, Cole? Uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening. I don't know what you asked me to do. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing it? Am I doing goodbye? What's going on? You well, I was anything else to say, but I mean, you could do the outro, I guess. No, I don't want. I'm scared. You do it. Hey, you stole the intro from me one episode, so don't even fucking say that. I did. I was thinking about that. I, was, I won't do it again. <laughs> I'm too shy now. I was thinking about that as I'm plugging everything in this morning. I was like, fucking Cole taking over, going, Ooh, I'll do a better job. Well, I keep waiting over. for him to do it again. I know. I know. I but. gotta shake it up. I'll do something new. Don't you worry. All right. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Well, it seems like Rodney's screwing up the intro. Look at the—it's <laughs> two times in a row now. He's used like the warp, <laughs> the fucking warp drive sound effect. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.